0: Thank you so much for checking out the audio version of my channel, Ruslan KD, King's Dream Outlier on all platforms. If you, yes, you find this valuable, the best way you can reach me, the best way you can give me feedback, the best way you can even hop into a group Zoom call with me is through our King's Dream Patreon community So consider partnering with us there. The link is in the description of this podcast. Thank you so much for all the love and support. Now enjoy. Bruce Lawn. God's not the author of confusion. Oftenly quoted verse that we're going to talk about today. Also, we're going to be talking about Jesus, parables, all kinds of good stuff. I've been watching some of the comments in terms of the reaction to uh, me saying, man, I like the Donda album. I probably wouldn't have done the same thing with the collabs. I don't know how I felt about some of those. Wasn't the biggest fan. However, I enjoyed the record. I thought it glorified Jesus. I appreciated that it was clean. Took out all the profanity. I appreciated that. And uh, some of the aggressive pushback is really, really, really harsh. And and not just towards me. My brother John McCrae from What Do You Mean dropped a video today, which I thought was fantastic. Really reasonable, gentle, and people went crazy at his comment section. And so, I'm noticing that there's this very harsh divide on these issues with regards to how do Christians engage in working with non-Christians in the marketplace? How do we consume certain things? Where is that line? So on and so forth. And that is the heart of this video because I'm I'm really am trying to speak to the people in the middle who are concerned and give them practical Application. Some of you guys are too far gone, and your dogma has you checked out. But if you're here, let's just look at the passages, and let's just see what they say, and if they say what you think they mean, okay? So we've already been talking about a couple passages with regards to Kanye Donda the, the most obvious one is the one that's always pushed back. Do not be unequally yoked. We did a whole study about that. Hey, Christians shouldn't work with non-Christians. And then we looked at the passage. We looked at what yoked actually means. Yoked is a partnership. And what we came to the conclusion of is anyone who reads that passage, anyone who looks At the context of that passage, that's not saying that Christians aren't allowed to work with non Christians, affiliate with non Christians, hang around with non Christians, or even sinners. What that's actually saying is Christians shouldn't partner with non Christians, whether in marriage, starting a business, so on and so forth. So you're kind of using that word slightly out of context. And it's also incongruent and inconsistent because if we're honest, the vast majority of us. Probably work non-Christian jobs, have non-Christian bosses, uh, serve non-Christian patrons, and have non Christian friends and family that we're polite and nice to, some of which we probably disagree with. And so we talked about that passage. We talked about, well, how could you stand next to somebody that's deemed uh, a sinner and terrible? And John McRae on his video on What Do You Mean covered it very well and basically said, hey, listen, when Jesus sat down and had dinner with people, that was one of the most intimate things you could do is sit and have dinner with somebody. And so we looked at that. And so today we are now going to look at what about God not being the author of confusion? I'm confused and there's something unsettling in my spirit okay and I'm I'm confused this is too confusing the colors are dark I don't like some of the imagery the Donda chat is a little weird it feels a little bizarre to me and, and I did a video on discernment which you which you can go check out But but I'm going to specifically address this this passage I am confused by some of this Kanye stuff it looks kind of weird so first Corinthians chapter 14 for God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. See there? Right there. Hey, I am confused by why Kanye would work with non-Christians. I thought Kanye was a Christian rapper now. He made Jesus his king. He's doing a Sunday service thing. Why would he work with non-Christians? It's confusing to me. And and, and and when you stack the unequally yoked, okay, get it. Maybe that passage is a little off context. When we acknowledge Jesus worked with non-Christians, okay, I get that. Okay. Paul quoted non-Christian quotes, Okay, I get that. But this right here, was on, this is clear as day. And so I would then say, well, let's back up for a minute. I get it. I get that you're confused. I'm not mad at you for being confused. I understand how this can be confusing. I understand how some of the imagery can be confusing. I understand that. But what is this passage saying? For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. As in all the churches of the saints. Okay, what does that mean? Check this out. First Corinthians chapter 14. Here's the entire passage. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace is in all churches. Let's back up what it says before here. Right? Let's back on up. And what is it saying? We're back on, let's start at verse uh, 26. How is it then, brethren, that whenever you come together, each of you uh, has a psalm, has a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation, let all things be done for edification. If anyone speaks in a tongue, let there be two or three, at the most three, each in turn, and let one interpret. But if there is no interpreter, let him keep silent in church, and and let him speak to himself and to God. Let two or three prophets speak, and let others judge. But if anything is revealed to another who sits by, let the first keep silent. For you can all prophesy one by one that all may learn and all may be encouraged. And in the spirit of the prophets are subject to the prophets. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace as in all the churches of the saints. This is specifically talking about church services, fam. So this is the beauty of sitting down and looking at passages instead of verses. And, and, and I'm not trying to dunk on anybody. I'm not trying to demean anybody. I'm saying when you're spewing out single verses, go back and check the references. What is this talking about? This is talking about them coming together and th- this, 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 this this church in Corinth that was actually described as worldly. Okay, worldly in First Corinthians chapter three, the same church in Corinth that actually had uh, a flippant sexual immorality going on in the church in chapter five, right? And here they're getting into spiritual gifts. So this, this, so this worldly, sexually immoral church in Corinth, which is you talk about modern cosmopolitan America, sounds like First Corinthians was was, was pretty wild. They're desiring spiritual gifts. They're desiring to speak in tongues. And what Paul is saying to them is specifically, hey, if someone gives up and and, and, give, and and speaks in tongues, there needs to be an interpreter there with them, fam. You can't just get up and have this disorderly, messy service where there's no structure, there's no order, the women are yelling across, people are standing up speaking in tongues, people are prophesying, and that's where that verse actually lands. So when you read this in context, this is why context is so important. It says, for verse 30, but if anything is revealed, to another who sits by, let them first keep silent, for you can all prophesy one by one that all may learn and all may be encouraged. And the spirit of the prophets are subject to the prophets, meaning there has to be checks and balances and accountability for God is not the author of confusion, but of peace as in all the churches of the saints. This isn't saying you're never going to read anything and be confused. This scripture has recently been weaponized to say, oh, the Trinity, How, how can Jesus and, and and God the Father be separate but one, distinct but one, one in essence but distinct in role. This is too confusing. I don't understand the Trinity. God's not the author of confusion. Therefore, the Trinity is a false doctrine. This is very dangerous when we start taking our limitations of understanding and then saying, well, because I can't understand this paradoxical view of uh, uh, the Godhead, then therefore it's not for me and it's, and it's false. Fam, that is not what that verse is saying. So with everything in scripture, we have to look at all of scripture. So let's go to Proverbs 25 verse 2. It says what? It is the glory of God to conceal the matter, right? To search out a matter is the glory of kings. So guess what? There are certain things that God may conceal that you may not understand. Okay? And the Trinity could be one of those things. How things look on the surface could be one of those things. How certain people could affiliate with other people. Maybe certain things. And so you may not understand something that doesn't mean that God is not in it. You may not like the colors of something or the imagery of something. It doesn't mean that God isn't using that person who is professing to be a believer in Jesus, let alone doctrines that some of you guys, you you just can't wrap your mind around the Trinity. And so you just dismiss it and go, well, I'm confused. God's not the author of confusion. Therefore, I'm right. And everyone else is wrong. Be careful with this this approach to Scripture and be careful with quoting verses out of context because, fam, that's not what that verse is saying. That verse is not saying... God's not the author of confusion. Therefore, if I'm confused by Kanye, if I'm confused by anything, or if I have to think too hard about anything, or if I don't like something on the surface level, right? It, it, that, that, that's, that's not what that's saying. you, you got to be very careful. And then to then take that verse and weaponize it, to then slander, to then slander someone that's professed to be a believer in Jesus. It doesn't mean you got to agree with everything. This is not me advocating, saying you need to go listen to Donda, or you need to go and listen to Coming in Hot by Lecrae and anyone If you don't want to listen to it, don't listen to it. What I'm saying is don't use verses out of context. Context. don't use passages out of context, weaponize them, and then slander your brothers and sisters in Christ. And then slander people that are saying, hey, I find value from coming in out. I find value from Andy Medio. I find value from Kanye West. That's not helpful, fam. And that's not the heart of God. Okay. And so let's keep looking at some more passages. We're going to go to Luke, Luke chapter eight. This is another example of when we see Jesus communicating some things and some folks just don't get it. So let's go to verse four. While a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he told us this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed as he was scattering the seeds. Some fell along the path. It was trampled on and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground. And when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Others' seed, fe- other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still, other fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. So here's Jesus, and he is... Talking about farming, it's a metaphor. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a parable. People understood better in story. Your brain naturally prefers story over facts, and so Jesus is telling this parable. And sometimes the disciples. Didn't ask, didn't understand what it means, right? So let's look at it. When he said, when he said this, he called out, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. And this is how I feel about a lot of this stuff we're dealing with. If you don't hear, if you don't hear the God consent, if you don't hear God speaking through Donda or God using Andy on the crate, respect, turn it off, go get on your knees and pray for them. That's it. That's, that, that's what you should do as a follower of Jesus. So here you have Jesus teaching publicly, He's teaching publicly and even his own disciples. Now, the reason why he didn't understand the parable, the reason why he spoke in parables, we can get into that later. But Jesus is using stories about farming to contextualize the gospel. Notice that sometimes these stories don't mention God at all. Sometimes they do, right? So they didn't understand what he was saying. He had to stop and break it down to them. Okay. So there are times in the scriptures where someone may give a teaching, a message, a thought, a piece of art, a story, something. And and even does the disciples didn't understand what they meant. And then Jesus would in private had to explain the meaning. It happens multiple times. I'll give you another example here. Verse 31, this is Luke chapter 18. Jesus took the the 12 disciples aside and told them, we are going to Jerusalem and everything that is written by the prophets about the Son of Man will be fulfilled. He will be delivered over to the Gentiles. They will mock him, insult him, and spit on him. They will flog him and kill him. On the third day, he will rise again. The disciples did not understand any of this. So here he is giving them a very literal depiction of what's about to happen uh, to him. Now he's not, this isn't even a parable. This is a very, this is what's about to happen. The disciples did not understand any of this. Its meaning was hidden from them, and they did not know what he was talking about. They had a certain expectation of Jesus to establish a political kingdom, to overthrow Rome. And Jesus is like, yeah, I'm about to go to Jerusalem and get crucified, fam. And, 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 they, and they, it says they did not understand any of this. So when you see something from someone that's professing to be a Christian that has produced fruit, that has multiple pastors that's co-signed him again, Google Adam Tyson, Pastor Adam Tyson, who's went on Apologia and shared about you know pastoring Kanye Bionissons. If, you, if you're looking at these things, you see someone that's producing fruit, that's been open and transparent about his faith in long-form interviews, who is unapologetic. And if you look at what the world is saying, non-Christians are very hostile to Donda. Non-Christians are giving this album a zero. Non-Christians are saying, it's trash. It, 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 Kanye's a clown. We don't like it. So when you're seeing stuff that is, the world hates it, right? And the church doesn't understand it. And if you're one of those folks that doesn't understand it, hey, okay, I get it, but don't start slandering. Going, I, I don't understand. Let me ask questions. Let me, it's maybe somebody can help me. understand. That's different than saying, I don't understand it. Let me go slander my brother. My brother, who's having a really rough time, by the way, my brother who just did an album, and I say brother because I mean brother in Christ, who just did an album grieving the loss of his mom, which he never processed, who is in the middle of a divorce, seemingly trying to reconcile with his wife, who is trying to solve the, the climate crisis and sustainable housing. Let me not go and slander his brother because what if God, God's hand is on him? What if God is using him? And and maybe, just maybe, just maybe it's the fear and the confusion in my heart that, that 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 is causing me to act so visceral to something that I don't understand. Not to say that everything he's doing is right. I've repeatedly said I wouldn't have done those features, not a fan of those features. I think the album's kind of long, right, personally, but I think... From an artistic standpoint, it's a dope record. And I think to if we see something in Scripture where we see precedent of God using non-Christians and Christians alike, where we see precedent of Jesus hanging around with sketchy people who uh, were very, very not deemed worthy, if we see precedent of... Paul quoting secular poets and using secular means to articulate gospel truth. If we see precedent, maybe we don't have to do it that way, and maybe we don't even understand it, and maybe something in our spirits often we just need to go pray, but... Don't go the extra mile of slandering. Don't go the extra mile of then viewing everyone who disagrees with you as a JV Christian. So when you guys see me get riled up and upset, it's coming from that place. I do not. That is one of my triggers. I hate it when Christians start slandering and gossiping. I hate it when Christians start saying things about fellow brothers in Christ who they don't know, they've, met, they've never met, they've never listened to him in long form, in an, an hour-long conversation with Zane Lowe about his testimony. They've never listened through any of this stuff, and they're just making snapshot judgment. It is the very antithesis of what we would see Jesus acting like on this side of eternity. And if it's not for you, it's not for you. Respect. You, di- you don't sin, though. If you think someone's in sin, you don't go then sin and, and, and slander them and misrepresent them and conflate them. and stop giving the enemy so much credit. Some of you guys are so, so stinking afraid of Satan going deceiving you through Kanye West or whoever, that you're willing to say anything about anyone. Fam, tread lightly because Jesus said, you will give an account for every word that comes out of your mouth. That's what Jesus said, you will give an account for every word that comes out of your mouth. So you run around saying whatever you want to say about whoever you want to say, be careful, be careful, especially when you're twisting scripture, especially when you're saying God told me this. You're not really saying directly God told me, but my spirit, the discernment told me you you're 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 really entering some murky territory, you're lying you're potentially lying on God, you're slandering your brother, and you're slandering other Christians, and you're saying, "Ah, Ruslan, see, I knew it, you were lukewarm, you lack discernment. you don't know what you're talking about. And I'm sitting here patiently trying to explain the scriptures to you guys, doing my best to contextualize this stuff, preaching the gospel. This stuff is definitely not simple, but art isn't supposed to be simple. Right, don't go to artists looking for theology. Go to theologians to learn about theology. Go to Bible teachers to learn about the Bible. Go to teach right. Go to do- pastors to see how you should be pastored. Don't go to artists and creatives expecting to be pastored, shepherd, get good theology, get get biblical teaching. Go to artists because you want to hear dope art. Is this is this dope art? Yes. Is it from a Christian? Yes. Is it clean? Yes. Are there parts that clearly and overtly glorify God? Absolutely. Cool, you don't like it, you don't like the color scheme, you don't like the texture, you don't like the album. Okay, respect, go get on your knees and pray for your brother. That, that's, that's really where, where this thing should end. It should start and end there. If you don't like it, respect, go pray for him. You don't gotta leave a nasty comment, you don't gotta be mad at somebody for saying they've enjoyed the album, you, you, don't, you don't have to be upset, you don't have to be nasty, toxic, you don't have to do any of that. Just go pray for him. And when you do that, then you sin, right? So, hopefully, you guys hear me on this. Um, And and, and those are my thoughts on this topic Kingstream Entertainment Bruce Lawn When the culture says do what you love We respond with Love what you do You may have responsibilities that you aren't passionate about But loving what you do Means being faithful To what's in front of you Committing to excellence as if that were your greatest dream Colossians 3.23 says Work diligently At whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Love what you do. Love what you do. King Stream Entertainment. Bruce Lawn. Yo, thank you so much for making it to the end of this video. If you found it valuable, considering giving it a like and subscribing. This month, I'm releasing the Love What You Do collection. And to celebrate, I'm doing a three-day virtual event to help us go from learning to love what we do to ultimately doing what we love. By the way, it's free. So hit the link in the description to grab your seat today.